our seniors picked this, the songs this morning, and I think it's neat to see that there's still a mix of hymns in there, and some of them, they, they want to sing those hymns. We always think that they, they want to hear the newest thing, um, but a lot of them love those old hymns, and, and I love that. Um, one more thing I failed to mention during the welcome, there will be a slideshow in here immediately following worship, so it will just start. It's only about 10 minutes long uh, for our seniors in celebration of our seniors, and then right after that, our seniors and their families will go directly across, and then we'll give them about five minutes before we come in. I think, I basically know, I'm about 98% sure that everyone in here would join me in wishing good things and success for the graduating class of 2022. That's what we want. Because we know them and we love them, absolutely. Uh, We know them and we love them. I know some of them very well. And some of you guys in here have known them for much longer than I have, which is an incredible thing. Uh, In fact, this class is the first class that Mary Allen and Stacy Ullman taught in the safari wing in kindergarten. So they've been watching these young men and women grow for 13 years. And that's awesome. Uh, but no matter how well you know or possibly don't know the graduating class of 2022, again, I think I can say safely that as a church body, we wish them success and good things because we love them and we want to see them succeed. We know that's easier. Successful careers, successful marriages, successful friendships, successful in their finances, and generally just happy and well off. That's what we do in May. We wish the graduates well. And that's what we're going to do over there today. And if you talk to their parents, nobody wishes, wishes them more well than their parents. They have deep desires to see their graduates grow into good and healthy adults. And if you were to talk to them, they'd explain to you what they see in their child's future in detail. And they wouldn't wish anything negative on the children that they love and watched grow from little babies into adults. Only success and good things would be wished on the graduating class of 2022. But when we say words like that, when we say success and good things, we have to be careful because success and good things as defined by the world around us, which is chaotic and dying, is completely different than success and good things based on the word of God. And so my aim this morning, as it was last year, as it probably will be next year, is to give our seniors some advice from the word of God that will lead them to success and good things, eternally speaking, not just success and good things on this earth. But of course, this lesson isn't just for our 16 seniors. Uh, If you're not a senior, you can still pay attention because advice from the word of God doesn't have an age limit. So I hope that all of us can be challenged, not necessarily by my words this morning, but by the word of God. It also bears mentioning that the advice that I plan on sharing this morning is simple by design. I find in my own spiritual experience as I'm pouring through the scriptures and as I'm reading the word of God, that the simplest things are often the hardest to carry out. The call to live a Christian life It's simple to understand, but hard to carry out. And I'm sure many of you are no different. And I'm sure many of our seniors are no different. So let's start. We're going to reread a portion of the passage. Um, 
We're going to reread a portion to the, uh, of the passage that Jonah read. It's just one sentence. Uh, this is James 1, starting in verse 22. It says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Uh, this is a verse that we all know. And usually the lesson that comes after this verse is do what it says. Don't just hear, do, but we live in a different time now. So we can't skip over that first part where it says merely listen. And that's my first piece of advice to our graduating class is to listen to the word of God. And that might seem really, really simple to you guys in here. But this is why it's necessary. We live in a world where someone can claim to be a pastor or a preacher. And that person can get up in front of a giant group of people and can preach a lesson. And those people can be motivated and excited And they can feel good about themselves and they can walk out of there and that church can grow and you can't find anything that that preacher said in the word of God. In fact, there's certain, I follow a few progressive pastors online. There's times where I get done with a sermon watching it and I wish I just knew them personally so I could text them a few verses because I think they'd be shocked to know what was actually in the word of God. And there is a growing movement in Christian circles, and I'm sure some of you have dealt with this before, to disregard some parts of the Bible in favor of other parts, or to flat out disregard the Bible as a whole, but still maintain and claim the Christian name. I'm still a Christian, I'm still a follower of Christ, but the Bible, that's not for us today. So we've entered a time that's very prideful. We think we have the answers to everything and all those answers are brand new and nobody has come up with those answers before we have. But we've completely disregarded and been ignorant of the biblical and historical things and people that came before us. And you guys know this, Northside knows this, but if our standard ceases to be the word of God and it starts being how we feel or what pleases people or what motivates people or what we think is moral or immoral, then we're going to end up with a faith that is built on shifting sands because it's not built on the rock of Jesus Christ. It's not built on his word. And if you have your faith built on shifting sands to our graduates, then your, your life is going to be riddled with anxiety. Because your faith, and I should call it religion, is always going to be changing. There are times in my ministry when a teen comes to me uh, with a struggle. And I, I consider this a huge privilege when they do. And so we sit in my office or we text back and forth. And I listen to them with everything I have. And I give them advice. But all of my 7th through 12th graders, wherever you guys are sitting, all of my 7th through 12th graders and I've told them this, are old enough to be disciplining themselves to read the word of God on a daily basis. So when they come to me and they have this problem, and maybe some of you are having problems, and I'll ask you the same question, are you in the word of God daily? And if the answer is no, we can do a lot of things, but if the answer is no, then you need to get into the word of God. There was a recent study that that showed if you read the word of God more than four times a week, then you will have changes in your life, drastic changes in a positive way. Bible literacy, uh, and in some really scary cases, gospel literacy doesn't matter as much as it used to, and that's not a good sign. So that's my first piece of advice for our seniors. Hear and listen to the word of God. But as we know from that verse in James, it's not about hearing. It's about hearing and doing. 
It says, do what it says. And as Christians, it's easy to redefine, and I've done this before, it's easy to redefine Christianity in a way that suits our desire to be comfortable. Because our flesh desires to be comfortable. So if we can build our religion and our spirituality around comfort, that will help us. And so I'm going to use a really simple analogy to explain this. Many of you have gone to a public pool in Wichita, and they have something called a splash pad. And a splash pad is a place where little kids play. You put your toddlers who can't swim in there and your little kids because it's the safest place for kids to be. You can watch them. There's not enough water to drown in. They can have fun. There's other parents watching. It's just a really safe place. But as kids get older, like this age, they look really weird at the splash pad. It doesn't make any sense for them to be there. They get bigger and they get stronger and more able. They develop the ability to swim in certain talents and eventually... They look completely out of place at the splash pad with the little kids, and most of them are feeling that call, or at least they should be, to go jump in the pool. They're ready for more. They want more. And you know, this is obvious, but many of us as Christians, we're still in the splash pad. And we're sitting on our couches, and we're reading Christian books, and we're reading the Word of God, but just listening, and we're not swearing We're doing a lot of moral things. We're bringing our families to weekly worship. We're bringing ourselves to weekly worship. We're surrounding ourselves with a lot of other safe Christian people. But if we're not answering the call to live like Christians, then it's just as wrong, it's just as bad than a 15-year-old who's growing their first mustache hanging out over at the splash pad. That's, you know, we don't want to see that. That's a problem. So my second piece of advice for our seniors, first of all, I want you to listen to the word of God. And secondly, I want you to jump into the deep end of the pool. And I'll give you a personal story of what I mean by this. Jenny and I, when we were first married, and she can attest to this, we did not go to church very often, especially when we were in the military. We barely made it. And when we did, we made it only once a week. We came late and left early. We smiled, we shook hands, and we got out of there as fast as we could because we knew if we stayed too long, someone was going to bring us in and make us do something awkward, make us do something we didn't want to. We had other things going on. We also, obviously, weren't spending a lot of time carrying out the Great Commission, telling other people about Jesus Christ, because that was even more awkward and scary. Why would we do that? We didn't want anything to do with the deep end, spiritually speaking. The problem with that was, among many problems, is that God gave Jenny talents, and God gave me talents, and we weren't using them to glorify him or to further him, which means we weren't serving our purpose as human beings on this earth. So we moved to Wichita in 2013, and I distinctly remember this conversation. I remember where I was standing in our old house and where Jenny was sitting, and I had just finished reading the parable of the builders. If you guys know what that is, you remember the song, the, the rains came down and the floods came up, and one builder had a good foundation and the other one had a bad foundation. And I, I remember realizing for the first time, I'm a little slow, but I remember realizing for the first time that the storms hit the wise man just the same as they hit the foolish man. So I realized that there was a storm coming for me, no matter what I did. There's a storm coming for my family and for my kids. And so I told Jenny, we need to reevaluate our Christian walk. We need to actually do what what we say we're going to do. We need to step out and do instead of merely hearing. And of course, that was 10 years ago. And for us, it 100% completely changed our lives. 
that's why I'm in ministry. That's why I'm here right now. That's why I get the privilege of serving these kids. Because we decided to jump into the deep end. And you might be asking yourself, was it awkward? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times. Was it scary? Yes. Was it hard? Yes, and it still is. But the more that I venture out and do what the word of God says, the more I come to the realization that living a Christian life is going to be messy. At least for now. So to my seniors, I'll ask you this question. What are you going to do when the Bible tells you to do something difficult? What are you going to do when the Bible tells you to make and baptize disciples? To love your enemies? To seek the kingdom of God? To let your light shine? To deny yourself? To forgive everyone for anything? To be a servant? To wash feet? When you hear those things and you read them, what are you going to do? What will you do? And if, you, if that makes you uncomfortable, it's very easy to find what I'll call a splash pad church with a splash pad preacher who will make you very, very comfortable, will motivate you, make you feel good about yourself, but eventually you'll realize that you're not serving your purpose and you will have this desire for the deep end. And of course, the cost is higher for jumping in the deep end. The risk is infinitely greater for jumping into the deep end. But what you gain from it is more than you have the ability to wrap your mind around. And that's why we do it. And my hope is that when you do that, you're not all all alone like this poor guy. My hope is that when you jump into the deep end, you look around and you're instantly surrounded by other wiser and spiritually loving Christian men and women who are reaching out and helping you when times get hard and when it's hard to swim. Which brings me to my next piece of advice for our seniors. So we have listen to the word of God, jump into the deep end of the pool, and bear one another's burdens. And Galatians 6.2 says this really simple. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. It's important to say that being in Christ doesn't mean that you won't have burdens. If you find a preacher that says that, you need to run as fast as you can the other way. We're going to have burdens. We have the weight of the temptation that so easily entangles. We have the weight of bad things happening that are out of our control. We have the weight of sin that, that we've let catch us and we're struggling to get out of it. We have the weight of people who love us letting us down. We have all those weights because we're human beings and that's what happens. But as Christians, we're supposed to share one another's burdens as a church. We're supposed to know one another's burdens so we can lighten the load, especially for our brothers and sisters that are carrying the heaviest load. How do we do this? I saw it done yesterday in an awesome way. I saw, went over to the triplets' house and did some work after the tornado, and there were so many people there. At times, we were falling all over each other. But that's what it looks like. And they were there without anybody asking immediately. Verbally encourage each other. Have relationships that allow for accountability. Make meals for families who are going through tough times. Forgive a brother or sister for the thousandth time or for the ten thousandth time. Find those who can't help themselves and help them. Let someone know that they're talented and invite them to use that talent for Christ and do it all with a joyful heart. That's how we carry one another's burdens. And I should also mention that if you haven't told anybody the burden you're carrying, and this is for seniors and everyone else, then it makes it really hard for us to help you lift it. So to my seniors, you guys are ready for your own church family. You are ready to get out into the body and start using your talents. 
Don't passively, sorry, passively observe others carrying heavy loads while you silently carry your own. That's not the way that we're supposed to be as Christians. Last piece of advice, and I gave this piece of advice to the graduating class last year, and I'll probably give it to the graduating class of next year as well. And that's the reminder that you are eternal. You're eternal. And this is why this is important. We look at 1 John 2.17. I'll take this a little different direction. This says, the world and its desires, the world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. What a beautiful verse. It is very easy to focus on the desires and the things of this world. Very easy. Easier than it's ever been. You guys know, if I read these things, you guys all know them. Will Smith punched Chris Rock in the face, right? Elon Musk bought Twitter. There's war in the Ukraine. America is politically polarized. We're worried about our kids and augmented reality and virtual reality and artificial intelligence and inflation is crazy. We know all these things and we could go on and on. And every generation could have gone on and on. And we live in a generation where we have more information about the world and its desires at our fingertip than ever before. And of course we know anxiety and depression is skyrocketing because of it. So to my seniors, I have good news for you. To the rest of you, I have good news. If you are in Christ, you have eternity to look forward to. Eternity. And you don't have to get swept up by the things of this world. Do the will of the one who created you. Not only the will of the one who created you, but the will of the one who knows you. Not just knows you, but loves you. As it said at the end of that verse that Jonah read, look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and don't forget what you have heard. Always remember, and I'll say this directly to our graduating class because this is when things get difficult. Always remember that in this life, there is a place that you can go full of people who believe these things, who will encourage you to these things, who will love you and who will walk with you and pray for you. And that's what we're going to do right now as a church body. I have a little bit to say after this. It'll be quick. But the most important thing that we can do right now as a church family is to bow our heads in prayer together as prayer warriors for the graduating senior class of 2022 because they're going to need it. So I'm going to ask Craig Greenwood to come up here and I'm going to ask our 16 seniors and only the 16 seniors to come on up. I know you're excited about that. This is a good thing. And Craig is going to pray over you. In fact, we as a church are going to pray over you. Before we begin, I'm going to ask the elders that are here if you would come up here and uh, join us up here. I know that wasn't scripted, sorry. All right, let's all pray together. Father in heaven, we come before you now as a part of the body of Christ here at Northside in Wichita. Father, we are grateful for the avenue of prayer to bring this petition to you. 
We've set aside this time to give honor where it's due for these young people who have worked and have grown and matured and come to this milestone in their life, and we're thankful for that. But, Father, we're mindful of this simple but powerful message that Jeff has just delivered to them. We pray that that message will land firmly in their hearts and they'll carry it with them in the days to come. Father, selfishly, as their brothers and sisters in Christ here at Northside, we'd love to think that they would go off to school or start working and be a continuous part of this body here. But we know that is selfish, and we know it's not realistic. We know that you have ways of connecting the dots that we don't understand. Sometimes we get to see how it plays out, and we have those aha moments, and sometimes we'll just have to find out later. But, Father, we know out of this group of young people, they will land in many different places. And as we think back on all of the work and effort and hours that their parents, their families, their relatives, their loved ones, their friends have poured into them, that they will take all of that with them. And then we're mindful of this place where we've dedicated to come together to worship you, to study your word, to have um, activities of fellowship that bind us together as brothers and sisters in Christ. That all of those memories and all of those lessons from the hall in the safari wing to the, to the youth group, to the loft class, uh, to all of the other things that have gone on all the way up the mountain to Colorado, that all of those lessons will be tucked away in their hearts and they will carry it with them because they'll land somewhere where they will be perhaps by themselves. And we pray that in those moments, they will have the wisdom and the discipline to seek out other believers in you. Those that are going to your word, seeking to learn the truth, live the truth, and do the truth. And may they be bound together with them as they've been bound together with us here. Because we know as salt and light, they can be scattered anywhere. And that's how you work. And we pray that we will be humble servants of yours, that as they continue to grow and learn, that they will remember that most importantly, they want to maintain their relationship with you, as as Jeff spoke about this morning. That wherever they land and whatever the circumstances, they guard and protect and promote the relationship they have with you. And that secondly, Father, they would continue their relationship with the body of Christ. They have a relationship here now, but soon some of them will be in other places. And we pray that that priority, number one priority, will be unsettling for them until they connect with believers that they know and understand are of like mind and have their best interest at heart, and that they can find themselves encouraging those people just as they're encouraged by them. We, we know that those opportunities will come to be salt and light wherever God plants them, and we're grateful for that. But we also know Satan, the great deceiver, is still at work. And he will bring setbacks. It may be tornado. It may be flood. It may be a personal relationship that just goes bad. It may be a work career situation that takes a wrong turn. Whatever it might be, and then they're sitting in the future by themselves in a quiet place, questioning why, 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 that they would go back to the two things of maintaining their relationship with you seeking your will through your word and through prayer, through prayer and the guidance of your spirit, and that they would reconnect and keep connecting and stay connected to the body of Christ. 
That's our prayer. That's our hope. And we're proud of them. We love them. We appreciate every family in whatever form that it is that it's been connected to Northside. And we pray that the blessing that it's been will continue to be a blessing in the future for the ones coming after them and that they will take the lessons learned here and go and plant those seeds elsewhere. This is our prayer, our hope, and we're thankful that we can come to you and lay this at your feet. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. All right. You guys can sit down. Mitchell, you look sharp. So lastly, to our our graduating class of 2022, I hope that you know that I love you guys. I sincerely do, every single one of you. Uh, Those of you that I know very well and those of you that I wish that I have gotten to know more. And none of this advice that I just read will matter if you don't believe a few simple things. None of it will help you. None of it will matter without the help of the Holy Spirit. Jesus came to earth as a man. He came in the flesh. He lived a sinless and blameless life. He was never guilty, not once, not even when he was dying. He died on the cross, and with him, so did the sin of the world, my sin and your sin. And he rose again in three days. He conquered death, and he offers salvation to mankind. That's really simple, right, for Christians. But my main hope for my seniors, and when when we talk about truth, as Craig did in his prayer, is that you will believe this truth, you will share this truth, and you will pursue God with everything that he has given you. So congratulations to our seniors. If you are here today, senior or not, and if you are struggling with fear, if you're struggling with the purpose of your life, if you don't understand it, if you don't know what the eternity holds for you, um, then elders, wise men are waiting at the, the back here uh, to help you and to direct you towards Jesus Christ. Uh, and you can do that while we stand and sing.